Make sure to lock all your doors and windows. Grab your favorite hot beverage, switch off the lights, and listen to these true, chilling stories. <laughs> Cabinets. Against my better judgment, I played on the Ouija board with a friend one night when he brought the board over to my house for fun. Nothing too scary happened that night, though I had a really bad feeling the whole time we were playing it. The next afternoon, I had my family over and it was a nice day, so we were grilling outside and eating at a picnic table I have in the backyard. After we all sat down, I realized I forgot to bring out the salt and pepper shakers, so I go back inside and freeze. Every single one of the 20 plus cabinets, cupboards, and drawers I have in my kitchen were wide open. Every person who was over was outside and accounted for. No one had been in the house since I brought out pitchers of water about 10 minutes earlier. Luckily, nothing creepy has happened in my house since then, but I consider it a warning to never mess with a Ouija board again. Sleep talking. My ex-husband and I were nearing the end of our marriage and were fighting every day. The fights were pretty bad and I could tell we weren't headed to a great place, but I was in denial about needing to leave him. One night, I woke up and he was sleepwalking, which he did occasionally. He was standing at the foot of our bed, staring at me, and I kept saying his name, trying to get him to wake up. Finally, he walked back over and got back in bed, but I could tell he was still asleep. As he got under the covers, he put his head back on the pillow and said, You're, You're not, not going, going to be here, here anymore. There was something about his unconscious words and actions that deeply unsettled me. It was more threatening than descriptive. I stayed up all night feeling creeped out by what had happened, and in the morning I took some of my stuff and moved in with my sister while we started the process of divorcing and moving on with our lives. Years later, I heard the tragic news that he had killed his girlfriend one night. By following the case, I found out that he told the police that he had been sleepwalking at the time, but he was eventually convicted anyway. I see you. In college, I worked at our campus library and I'd often be the one to shut it down at midnight, where I'd have to go around and clear work tables of anything students had left behind and leave any books that needed to be put away stacked neatly on a cart for the morning workers. It was pretty creepy being in there alone at night, but in a way I still felt pretty safe since the campus was enclosed and you had to go through a security checkpoint to get in after dusk. One night I was there alone, shutting everything down and I just had a creepy feeling that someone was watching me. I knew I was alone because before anyone is left alone, whoever else is working at night locks the doors and does a check to make sure no stragglers are still in the building. Then the closer cleans up and locks the door again from the outside. Well, this night, everywhere I went, I kept looking around. I was sure that someone was in there following me around. 
Finally, I finished everything up and I went to clock out when I noticed one of the staff computers near the front door was lit up as if someone has used it recently. I went over and looked at the monitor and saw a Word document pulled up that followed through everything that I'd been doing since my coworker had left earlier that night. It read something like, 12, alone, I see you. 12.05, group study rooms, I see you. 12.07, stacks, I see you. 12.11, media center, I see you. 12.15, reference tables, I see you. The scariest part was that I looked over at the door and it was still locked, meaning whoever had typed this was still in the library with me. I left my stuff where it was and I left immediately, locking the door from the outside. By the time I got to another building and got campus security and went back to the library, the door was unlocked again and whoever was in there had left. What the cameras caught. My first job out of college involved traveling a few times a year to different cities to check out venues my company would potentially host events at. It was intimidating to be in charge of something so big and to be traveling to strange cities by myself for the first time. But it was also very fun and exciting. On one trip, I went to St. Louis and my researching skills were apparently not good because the hotel I looked up that I thought looked really nice ended up being in a bad part of town. I didn't want to switch hotels because I'd have to explain to my employer what I did wrong, so I decided to suck it up. Well, the last day I was supposed to be there, I noticed a guy following me. At first, I thought it was my imagination, but I'd gone to four different places that day and seen him at every one. Finally, I went back to the hotel and noticed that he was sitting out front. At this point, I started freaking out and decided not to go back to my room. I went to the front desk and asked if there was a place I could speak to the manager privately. I was escorted to a back room where I told the manager what was going on, and they called the police. The manager was able to get surveillance footage of the day and you could actually see this guy watching me and later following me out the door. The manager went a few days back in the footage and saw this happen multiple times. We showed the police and the guy was brought in. I'm super lucky that this all went down the way it did because when they got a DNA sample, they matched it to a string of sex crimes in the area. Hitchhiking. I know it's incredibly stupid, but I used to hitchhike home from the bar when I was younger. I didn't have a lot of money for taxis, so I just trusted random people I'd meet on the street to drop me about 10 blocks down the road from where the bars were so I wouldn't have to walk in heels. I tried to stick to young people who looked like me because I thought they would be the safest. One night, I get in a car with a young couple who were pretty extroverted and asking me a bunch of questions about my life, what I did that night, etc. Everything was going well until I realized they drove past my block. I told them they passed my street and they could just stop at the next corner and I'd walk back. 
they didn't stop. At this point, I started really freaking out, but I made myself pretend to be calm and kept joking with them. They kept their happy front on and started talking about this party I should come to with them as if I had a choice. I agreed and waited until we were at a stoplight and flipped the lock button up and hopped out of the car. I could hear them freaking out, but luckily there were some other cars around, so they didn't do anything but peel out and drive away when the light turned green. I don't know where they were taking me or why they didn't drop me off, but the whole thing was a lot more sinister than our joking conversation led on. I learned a lesson that night and haven't hitchhiked since. I hope you enjoyed these creepy stories. Don't forget to give us a follow on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. The link's in the show notes. Tune in on Tuesday for the next installment of Scary Stories. Be safe, my loves, and remember that real life is scarier than fiction.